Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, as the team continues with the roster building process, we'll take a look at the practice squad, who made it, who did not make it. We'll hear from running back Josh Jacobs, plus a whole lot more. All coming up on Thursday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for August 31st, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Just Raiders. Win. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. And welcome in Raider Nation to another edition of the Lockdown Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. Of course, as always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we definitely appreciate you. Three minutes, 33 minutes, whatever the case may be, whatever you could spare and give us, we appreciate it. The YouTube page has really blown up, so we appreciate you, Raider Nation. And please believe, without my man Ari, there would be no YouTube page as far as the Lockdown Raiders Podcast goes because he makes sure that we're up on YouTube each and every day. So again, without Ari, there is no Locked On Raider Podcast YouTube page. I cannot stress that enough. He does a fantastic job. You can check him out uh, on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well at your boy Q254. And we got the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line at 707-654-4693. You can get those calls and texts coming up in segment number three of today's show. Segment number two, going to go over the roster, the active roster, the 53-man roster. Actually, it's technically it's 54 right now. We'll go over that roster as it stands. I think the word is fluid. It's very fluid right now over the next you know couple days uh, the Raiders are going to continue to get, go through the waiver wire going to go through the guys that have been released if there's guys that they had interest on or interest in they might bring them in so there might be a guy that's on the roster right now that gets released but as the roster stands right now we're going to take a look at it and see what we like what we don't like and where there could be additions still made to the 2023 team. We'll do that in segment number two. Here in segment number one, I'd like to hit you with the news and notes of the day, and we'll get right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor of the show, which is FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'll tell you a lot more about them later on the show, but let's go ahead and jump into this segment number one, news and notes of the day, and let's go over the practice squad because, well, it was all about the practice squad on uh, on Wednesday uh, was waiting for the Raiders to release it just like they released the 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 cut downs the waivers and the the releases that they had on Tuesday uh, they finally got that release out well on Wednesday they released the practice squad as it stands right now so they do not have a full practice squad right now so there could be get more guys continue to be added to the mix but off top David Agoha, the defensive end, the guy that's the international player on the pathway program he was added to the mix the beautiful thing about David Agoha he doesn't count against the 16-man uh, practice squad roster. He doesn't. Just like he didn't count against the 90-man training camp roster. So the Raiders technically had 91 during training camp, and they could potentially have 17 on the practice squad because David Agoha, part of the International Player Pathway Program, does not count as a player on that practice squad. So it made all the sense in the world for him to be added, and that's what they did on Wednesday. So he was the one off top that they added. Then Matthew Butler. One year removed from uh, being drafted by Dave Ziegler in the fifth round. Defensive tackle out of Tennessee. I talked about him on Wednesday's show. That it's a shame that both him, Matthew Butler, and Neil Farrell Jr., two guys that were drafted, one in the fourth round, one in the fifth round, by Dave Ziegler, were both removed from the team. Neil Farrell Jr. was traded to the Chiefs for a sixth-round pick, and Matthew Butler was waived on Tuesday. Well, on Wednesday, the Raiders brought him back. So at least that's a positive. That's something I talked about on the show Wednesday, that there was a possibility that he could come back. 
right? I mean, obviously the Raiders are going to know more about him than any other team across the league, and that's what they did on Wednesday. They brought Matthew Butler back. So hopefully he's able to, you know, turn into something and develop into something. But right now he sits on the Raiders' practice squad. McClendon Curtis, the, the undrafted free agent guard out of Tennessee, Chattanooga, six foot six, 325 pounds. He's just a monster. I think that the Raiders really like him. Uh, he didn't make the 53-man roster. They waived him, and they hoped that he made it through waivers, and he did. So I think that they would love to see him develop along with Dalton Wagner. Dalton Wagner won't matter this year. He's on IR, so he won't. Ha- he doesn't have to worry about being on the practice squad. His season's over. I do think that the Raiders like him as well. But McClendon Curtis, back on the practice squad. Tight end Cole Fotheringham, he made it back to the Raiders practice squad as, long as, as well as Jaden Grant. Tyler Hall, remember Tyler Hall, the cornerback that played, you know, a handful of games for the Raiders in 2022, playing the slot, looked like a guy that could really build off the success he had in 2022, but he got waived as the Raiders really added a lot of talent in that cornerback room throughout the offseason and training camp and uh, knew it was going to be a competitive room, so Tyler Hall was waived, but he was brought back on the practice squad on Wednesday. Kanai Mialga, the linebacker out of SoCal, and I know I said his name wrong, uh, he's also on the practice squad. Sincere McCormick running back out of UTSA, the one who tore his ACL back in what March of 2022 and uh, was put on IR. The Raiders brought him back. He was waived, but he was brought back to the, the Raiders practice squad. So Sincere McCormick returns. Uh, Natane Mute, uh, the guard out of Fresno State. He's on the practice squad. Isaac Rochelle, the defensive end. Devin Ross, the wide receiver. John Sam- Samuel, Samuel Shanker, tight end. He's on the practice squad. Sam Webb, He was an undrafted free agent just a year ago. He was the guy that was actually on the 53-man roster. Again, similar to Tyler Hall, the cornerback room was not very talented. You know, so they had to get guys that were, were decent. You know, not good to great, but decent to good. And that's what Sam Webb was a year ago. He ends up getting waived, but he's brought back onto the practice squad. Antoine Wesley, the wide receiver that's actually uh, born and raised in Las Vegas, uh, went to Texas Tech. He's uh, back in the mix, and he's on the Raiders practice squad. Six foot four, 206 pounds. And he had a really good career at Texas Tech. And when he left, the, left, the, left college in 2019 and get drafted, he thought he was going to get drafted early by the success he had in college. Ended up being, becoming an undrafted free agent. But he's back with the Raiders and he's uh you know he's on the practice squad so that's most of the practice squad also the Raiders added a little bit later after they put out the release and he hasn't officially signed yet but free agent wide receiver Marquez Callaway will be signing with the Raiders practice squad that's according to Jeremy Fowler from ESPN Uh, he was waived by Denver this week Callaway had 1,069 yards and seven TDs with the Saints uh since 2020 so look for Marquez Callaway to also be added to the Raiders practice squad. So if you're counting up the numbers, they have 13. Callaway will make 14. David Agoha makes 15. So really, two more players could be added to the practice squad to make a total of 17. As long as David Agoha remains on the practice squad, then that gives him 17. But if he somehow gets released from the practice squad, they can only have 16. And... Speaking of the roster, they currently have 54 guys on the roster. I mentioned that before. Josh Jacobs has a roster exemption. We'll give him a, uh, give him a couple days to get acclimated, to get back into the mix, and then they have to make sure that they're down to 53 men. So right now, currently, if you add up every player that's on the, the Raiders roster, it's really at 54, but it will be at 53 within a matter of, I don't know, a couple days or so. Also, guys who didn't make it back to the Raiders practice squad. How about Drake Thomas, the linebacker out of NC State? He's a guy that a lot of people had promise for. Uh, he's an undersized guy, but, man, he was flying around the field. I do believe the Raiders really did like him when we met with Josh Daniels on Wednesday. Uh, it sounded like he was disappointed that the Seahawks actually claimed him off of waivers. And the way waivers work is the way that the draft order was is the order that you have if you're trying to put a claim in on a player. And if you remember, the Seahawks picked fifth. 
the Raiders picked seventh. So they wanted to get him uh, back onto the practice squad if he cleared waivers. He did not clear waivers. The Seahawks got him, and now he's there in Seattle. Uh, Philip Dorsett. Wide receiver, wasn't a big shock that he was released. He signed with the Denver Broncos. So he'll be playing the Raiders in week one, and uh, that's because he signed with uh, Denver. So that's kind of interesting. But when you had when you had Trey Tucker, you have DeAndre Carter and Philip Dorsett, those are three guys that do very similar things. So it was not a big shock to me when Philip Dorsett was, uh, was released. And since he has more than the four years in the league, he's an established veteran, he doesn't have to go through waivers. He can become a free agent immediately. And so that allowed the Denver Broncos to go ahead and sign him. So Philip Dorsett is off to Denver, and uh, Drake Thomas is off to the Seattle Seahawks. Also, Josh Jacobs practiced for the first time. Obviously, he was holding out. He had not signed his uh, franchise tag, so he had no contract. So he was not getting fines for not being in training camp, not participating in preseason games. But he was back at the Intermountain Health Performance Center. The Raiders took the practice field on Wednesday. Josh Jacobs was there. He met with the media following, but it wasn't the normal way when a player goes to the podium and talks and answers questions, this, that, and the other. He didn't do it that way, so he wasn't on the stream that the Raiders usually have. He actually met with the media by way of Zoom. So it was about a 10-minute about a 10-minute Zoom call that he had on Wednesday. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but here's a couple minutes that I thought to be pretty good stuff with Josh Jacobs and a couple of members of the media like Paul Gutierrez. Uh, I think Ed Graney was one of them, and then also uh, Vinny Bonsignor. So here's a couple minutes of Josh Jacobs meeting with the media on Wednesday. Hey, Josh, you talked about it, you know you were itching to get back. How did it feel to, to get out there and kind of scratch that itch today? And then and how do you feel physically in terms of just what, what do you think the plan is for you ramping up and getting ready for that opener? What, how many carries do you want and how many carries do you think you could you touches you could get in that opener? No, physically, I ain't missing steps. So I, 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 can, I definitely can say that. Uh, the biggest thing that for me really was coming back in um, mentally, you know, just with the playbook and everything, with the new plays and all of that, I didn't want to be behind. Um, but when I came in, man, today, I didn't have no errors. So, I mean, I came in today and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I remember this. Uh, so now it's just about stacking days. So to me, man, I mean, we came up with a, you know, a workout plan to do uh, over the course of why I wasn't here. I mean, when I wasn't here and stuff like that. And um, I mean, I came, I came in and it didn't, it didn't feel like I missed a step. Josh, uh, I think in professional sports, one way or another, you're going to learn that this is a business, right? And uh, players have to go through that all the time. How do you kind of separate, you know, the, the business from from the professional and, and the personal? And you feel like the Raiders did an okay job uh, in making this all kind of about business and understanding that there were no hard feelings or anything like that involved in the negotiations. I mean, we hear it. I mean, I feel like, you know, we made it happen. So it ain't no hard feelings now. I mean, I feel like, like I said, we made it happen. So... It's a clean slate with me. It was never like really just like, you know, no hate on each side. I understood it. But at the same time, I understood my value, too. So it was just about meeting in the middle. Josh, after a career season for you, one of the best in Raider history, what's coming up for the Encore, man? I mean, it seemed like you had a chip on your shoulder last year. Is it still there for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, at the end of the year, I feel like it was a lot that I still left on the field. I know that's kind of hard to say with the, with the year I had, but... It was a lot I definitely left on the field, you know what I mean? Just just to come back and see, you know, the old line another year in the system and seeing how much of an improvement they have uh, have made since I came back, man, it's been crazy. It's, it just got me re-excited, honestly. So there you go, Josh Jacobs. He seems like he's in a really good place. He does, and I know that a lot of Raider Nation felt some kind of way when he didn't have a contract and the Raiders didn't sign him to a multi-year deal, but from everything I've heard and everything I've seen from Josh Jacobs since he's been back, he seems like he's in a really good place, ready just to get to work. And, uh, you know, like I said, at some point, maybe I'll play more of the media session. Like I said, it was about 10 minutes long, but I didn't want to take up a whole segment with just that 
with just a bunch of different Q&As. I wasn't able to be there. It was after practice, and I have to be on the radio at 2, and it probably happened around 2.15 or maybe 2.30. So there was no way that I was going to be able to be in attendance and at the same time be on the radio, but uh, there was just a few minutes of Josh Jacobs talking with the media on Wednesday. Coming up in segment number two, we're going to take a look at the roster. Take a look at the way it's constructed right now, and I'll give you my thoughts on how it's constructed, where I think they can improve, where I think that their their strength is, and uh, like I said, where I think that maybe their weakness is and they can still improve. We'll do that coming up in segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast, and we'll do it after I tell you about the title sponsor, which is FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who have bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and a whole lot more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to go over the current roster as it stands right now. And one of the nuggets that I wanted to bring to the table following the cutdowns on Tuesday is the fact that only 15 players on the Raiders were around when Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels took over just a year ago following the cutdowns that happened on Tuesday. In less than two calendar years, they basically flipped the roster completely over. And and that was the goal. When they came in, they realized that yes, the Raiders made the playoffs in 2021, but they didn't look at that team as a playoff team. And so they slowly but surely, and it wasn't even slowly, I should say, <laughs> pretty quickly, matter of fact, they flipped the roster over to the point where there's only 15 players currently right now, and that could still change that were already on the team when Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels showed up. And that was the goal, was to flip the roster over. And that's what they did. A couple little nuggets real quick from uh, practice on Wednesday. Chandler Jones and Dylan Parham both returned to practice. That's a good good deal. I asked Josh McDaniels, and it's funny, I asked him in his own words because he always says that they've got a handful of players that are working through some things. So when we met with him on Wednesday before practice, I asked him straight up, like, hey, you've got some players out there that are working through some things trying to come back. Where are they at right now? And he basically said, well, you'll see a bunch of them out there today. I had mentioned Chandler Jones and Dylan Parham. Both of those guys returned. Chandler Jones had been missing for a long time. He hadn't been out out there since uh, the 49ers were in Vegas for joint practices. And Dylan Parham had been out since the 49ers a preseason game week one when he uh, got hit in the head and was out with a head injury. So that's a really good thing to see those two guys back, especially Parham, a guy that you know they need on that Raiders offensive line. So now let's go ahead and take a look at the roster really quick. And as I go through the 54-man roster as it stands right now, I'll do it kind of quickly because, well, I don't want it to just drag out too long. Quarterback, no doubt. Jimmy G's starter, Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer and Aiden O'Connell are the two backups. I, I've talked about two and three and, and who, you know, who's the, the backup quarterback and who's the third string. And it doesn't really matter at this stage of the game. Brian Hoyer is going to coach up Aiden O'Connell. Those guys don't get much uh, looks or attention or much coaching in the regular season. It's all about getting Jimmy G ready for game day. So that's what Brian Hoyer's job is going to be. Continue to work with Aiden O'Connell. Continue to work with Aiden O'Connell and work with Aiden O'Connell some more. So those three quarterbacks, no big deal. Jimmy G, Brian Hoyer, Aiden O'Connell. Running back position, Josh Jacobs, Zamir White, Amir Abdullah, and Brandon Bolden. Jacobs obviously is the bell cow. Zamir White will be his compliment. How much can he compliment him? That's going to be interesting. Amir Abdullah, you know he'll catch some passes out of the backfield. A lot of people to ask, why is Brandon Bolden even on the roster? He's not worth the spot. The special team side of things. 
He's a special teams guy. He's going to go out there and he's going to do the stuff that uh, Sincere McCormick probably is not going to do. He's going to go out there and do the stuff that Damian Williams probably is not going to do. So that's why Brandon Bolden's on the roster. He's not a guy that you're going to see get a bunch of carries during the regular season. That'll be mainly Josh Jacobs, Amir White, and Amir Abdullah catching some passes out of the backfield. But Brandon Bolden will be a guy that's really a special teams ace, the fullback, there's no doubt, Jakob Johnson. Receivers, Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, one, two, three. Boom, boom, boom. That's how it goes. But also in that wide receiver room, Trey Tucker, DeAndre Carter, and Christian Wilkerson. Again, uh, I talked about it on the, on Wednesday's show. I was a little uh, surprised that Cam Sims and his size at six foot five didn't make it, uh, and they haven't added him to the, the practice squad yet. So maybe there's something that I didn't see with Cam Sims behind the scenes. But Christian Wilkerson, as I thought he was on, you know, showcase on Saturday against the Cowboys for another team to go get him. Well, he was on showcase for the Raiders to see if he could handle the load. And that's exactly what he did. And, you know, Joshua Daniels had talked about him on Wednesday as well. He was a guy that had dealt with injury before when when he was with them and very familiar with them. And so they already liked Christian Wilkerson and they liked what he was able to do throughout the course of the preseason and training camp. So that's why he's on the roster. But Speed, speed, and, you know, Christian Wilkerson provides a little bit of size. He's not as big as Cam Sims, but he's also a really good blocker on special teams. So uh, there's that. So you got Devontae Adams, wide receiver one. Jacoby Myers is a true number two. Hunter Renfro in the slot. Tucker's got the speed. Carter's got the speed. And Christian Wilkerson, well, he's a, he's a bigger body possession receiver. So there you go. Those are your six wide receivers in the mix for the silver and black. Michael Mayer, the, the starter at the tight end position with Austin Hooper and Jesper Horstead. I want to see something from Austin Hooper. I'm not convinced that he's going to be that guy, but clearly the Raiders are. So we'll see, right? We'll see when Austin Hooper gets out there and, uh, and continues to grind. I know that there's going to be multiple times where you see two tight ends out there at one time. That'll be Mayer and Austin Hooper. I want to see what he brings to the table because, again, I'm not really convinced. I was surprised that he made the roster, except for he's a veteran, and he knows what to do when he's out there. And maybe because Michael Mayer is a rookie is why they decided they needed to have that veteran and, and Hooper out there. But, again, he didn't impress me too much uh, from anything I saw in training camp or preseason. Offensive line, uh, left to right, Colton Miller, Dylan Parham, Andre James, Greg Van Roten, I like to call him GVR, Jermaine Illuminor, Thayer Munford. You know, they start, it's going to start out with Jermaine Illuminor. He'll be the starting right tackle, but at some point, Thayer Munford will probably be out there. Thayer Munford also is that sixth offensive lineman, the, the glorified tight end that's not going to catch any passes when they go out there in the jumbo package. Uh, they got Justin Heron and uh, Jordan Meredith as the backups. Both of those guys earned their position. I thought there was a couple times at training camp when Heron was a little shaky, but clearly the Raiders liked what they saw from those two guys. And Meredith, he really earned his spot. So those are the eight offensive linemen that the Raiders are going to camp with or going to the, pre, to the regular season. No preseason, no camp queue. It's all regular season. That's who they're going into the regular season with. How about on the defense? the side of things. Max Crosby, Bilal Nichols, Jerry Tillery, and Chandler Jones with Tyree Wilson, Byron Young, Malcolm Coons, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, and Nesta Jade Silvera all as backups. Ten defensive linemen. That room is thick. Uh, Tashawn Reed asked Josh McDaniels about that on Wednesday. Man, you kept ten defensive linemen. He said it all starts up in the in the trenches. Right? If you can get to the quarterback from the edge or the interior, it makes everyone's job behind them that much easier. So a lot of people, we've talked about it before, about you know building it from the inside out, and you got to get pressure to make the cornerbacks better, the linebackers better, the safeties better. The Raiders uh, agree with you, right? They agree with you on that, and they want to have as much talent and as much uh, you know possibilities of rotations up front so they can have fresh guys get into the quarterback early and often. So they kept 10 defensive linemen. That's a deep, deep room. Linebackers, only five. Divine Diablo, Robert Spillane, Luke Masterson, Curtis Bolton, and Amari Bernie. Curtis Bolton is a, is a glorified special teamer. 
Uh, he can go out there in a pinch, though, and play some defense. He showed that earlier. Uh, Masterson's a second-year guy. Amari Bernie is a rookie. So Devon Diablo and Robert Spillane will really get to start. They'll be out there most of the time. Uh, but Masterson, Bolton, and Amari Bernie will have something to say as well. In the secondary, looking at the cornerback room, Marcus Peters, Ja'Korian Bennett, Nate Hobbs. Peters on one outside, Bennett on another outside, Nate Hobbs in the slot. I think that's a pretty salty secondary. I really do. I, I like the makeup of that. The backups, David Long Jr., Brandon Faison, and Meek Robinson. David Long Jr. didn't impress me in training camp at all. He didn't. Brandon Faison was injured a lot. So I'm actually surprised that those two guys are, are backups and Duke Shelley wasn't, wasn't kept around and maybe another guy, uh, maybe a guy like Sam Webb or maybe a guy like Tyler Hall. Um, I, I know that they like the size of Faison and, and David Long Jr., but really surprised that, that Long was able to beat out Duke Shelley. I thought Duke Shelley had a better performance uh, throughout training camp and preseason than David Long, but I think because of David's size is what kept them around, especially when they have a Meek Robertson, who you know is a smaller corner at the safety position, Marcus Epps, Trayvon Merrick, uh, Isaiah Palomau, Chris Smith, and Roderick Teamer, and a lot of people were like, wait a minute, why is Roderick Teamer, why is there five safeties? Well, Roderick Teamer's on there because similar to Curtis Bolton at the linebacker position, he's a glorified special teams guy. He's going to get after it, special teams ace. Yeah, he can be out there as a safety in a pinch if they need him, but that's the reason why he's out there. Chris Smith could also provide something on special teams, and so can Isaiah Palmao. So they look at those guys and say, okay, those are dudes that we can all use in special teams, but they can also be out there on the field. And I think Isaiah has an opportunity to really be special. I really do. I think it might take a little while for him to grow into it, but, man, he's got the size, he's got the speed, and he's got the instincts. He's just got to figure out the game and let it slow down a little bit. But I think there's a good chance that Isaiah Palomao is going to be a really good player. And then you know the specialists, Carlson, A.J. Cole, and Jason Bobamoyer. Those are the guys. So, I mean, I look at the roster. I go through it real quick to tell you that I like the roster. Uh, I, I think that it's a more talented team than the Raiders had last year, and I think that they really addressed a lot of different things like speed, and uh, in, in football intelligence, uh, guys that, that play multiple different roles, I think that they did all of that. The one reason I believe that a lot of people don't think that this Raiders roster is more talented is because a lot of the names that I just rattled off, people didn't recognize, right? Whether they were guys brought in in free agency, whether they were guys brought in the draft, a lot of these guys that I just mentioned and talked about were not guys that were on the bingo card, right? We're not guys that in the draft like, oh, man, I think the Raiders should go and get Ja'Korian Bennett. Or I think they should go and get Chris Smith the second or Byron Young, <laughs> right? I mean, for the most part, Tyree Wilson, that was a guy that we had discussed. And, and I don't mean that just because I didn't discuss him doesn't mean nobody was, but Tyree Wilson was discussed quite a bit. Um, I'll say Michael Mayer was discussed as well. Maybe not on this show, but he was discussed as a, as a big time tight end uh, in a, in a class, a tight end class that was really, really deep. I think everyone knew who Michael Mayer was out of Notre Dame, but for the most part, nobody was talking about Nesta Jade Silvera or Amari Bernie, or Ja'Korian Bennett, or Trey Tucker, <laughs> right? None of, no, none of these guys were being talked about. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, nobody was talking about these guys, right? I know there's a couple people that have chimed in and talked immediately about Aiden O'Connell when he was drafted and said, yeah, I think the Raiders got something there. But there was nobody that was calling in. I was like, man, Q, I went through Pro Football Focus. I, I went through the draft simulator, and Aiden O'Connell is the starting quarterback for the Raiders. I got him. Nobody did that. Nobody had Chris Smith. No, nobody. Nobody had Robert Spillane as a free agent or um, Marcus Epps as a free agent or who else? I mean, there's, I can go through the list. And Marcus Peters is the, is the biggest name that the Raiders brought in as a free agent, right? As opposed to a year ago when they had Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, right? I mean, that, those two names alone was, gave Raider Nation hope, gave me hope, right? But they took a different approach this year, and I'm okay with that, right? I really am. I think that the team is better 
I think that they know exactly what they want to do. They brought in Jimmy G. Uh, obviously, there's going to always be questions about his health, but as long as he's healthy, I think the offensive side of things will be really good. I'm going to focus in on the defense because it's going to be up to the defense to complement that offense. If they can, I think this team could be really good. But that defense has got to step up. But I like the makeup of it right now. I like what they bring to the table. I'm hoping Tyree Wilson can continue to build up for week one. Again, if he had 13 or 14 snaps in, in the preseason game against the Cowboys, you know, there's no reason why he shouldn't have 20, 25, maybe even 30 snaps on September 10th against the Denver Broncos. But in my opinion, this Raiders team is going to go on two things, the health of Jimmy G and the, and the development of the defense. If Jimmy G can stay healthy, the offense is going to be really stinking good. If the defense can complement the offense, this team is going to be really stinking good, in my opinion. I still think that they need a linebacker they need to add to the mix. I mentioned it on Wednesday's show, Nicholas Morrow. Uh, he was, he was uh, waived by the Eagles on Tuesday. I would love to see the Raiders bring him back. Again, he's coming off a big-time season with the Bears, 116 tackles across 17 games. Uh, I think that he would be a great addition if the Raiders could find a way to get him back into the mix. That's the one guy I'm focused in. That's the one guy I have circled on my calendar like, hey, man, <laughs> today's the day to go ahead and bring in Nicholas Morrow. Go ahead and get that guy. I think he would be a big-time addition, a big-time help to that linebacking room. But what's on your mind? 707-654-4693. That's the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts come up next as we close out the show on this Thursday, August 31st, 2023. This is the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and text. You're at that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Mark from Toronto, Canada. He's calling to talk about the Raiders' win-loss record as far as I'm concerned compared to what others believe uh, will be a really, really bad team. Here he is, Mark from Toronto. Hey, Q. Mark calling from Toronto, Canada. Lifetime Raider fan and a huge fan of your show. Um, wanted to pick your brain around the... Raiders projected record. There's some talking heads on TV and national news. I won't name names. You've named them on previous shows before saying we'll win four games. Simple back of napkin math. We split within the division. I think we can go three and one with the NFC North. I think we can split with the AFC East. No reason why we can't beat a rebuilding Colts team and no reason why we can't beat the Steelers. So you look at that. And we're in and around 9, 10 wins. Curious your thoughts. I think we're a playoff team. Let's go, Raider Nation, baby. Love your show. You're my first listen every day. Thank you. Mark, thanks for the call. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, again, the team is hard to judge. I know when training camp opened up, uh, even leading into training camp, I had no idea what to expect. I feel like it's better not knowing and at least it felt better this year not knowing and just starting to watch the team develop instead of going into it with super high expectations and then just kind of either be disappointed by what I saw or just say, oh, yeah, okay, everything's going to be good just because of my expectations being sky high. I think it was great going into training camp not having any idea what this team could be and start to see them make a believer out of me. And that's just me. That might not be good for everybody, but for me, I think that that really helped kind of have a clearer picture of things, right? And, and what I saw in training camp, in joint practices against the Niners and against the Rams, I thought was really good stuff. And the way that the Raiders' defense were able to come up with some plays, uh, create turnovers, if that by any way can translate into the regular season, the Raiders are going to be onto something. 
but it's got to translate in the regular season. And we know how that goes. I don't want to get too high on it. I don't want to count on it. I want to see it. Like everyone wants to see it, but I, I think that there's, there's room to be excited about. And for everyone who thinks that the team's going to be terrible, they'll be changing their tune, you know, four or five, six games in. If the Raiders defense could look like it's going to complement the offense, similar to what I was talking about in segment number two. Thanks for the call. Appreciate you. Up next, got a text from cash money Raider. He says, Q, it's Cash Money Raider. I was born in 1960, just like the Raiders. And the first game I ever watched was the Raiders against the Chiefs. And that's why I hate the Chiefs, but respect them because I love the linebackers that they had in DBs over the years. I'm texting to ask, does anyone think that the rookie quarterback looks like Jim Carrey and me, myself, and Irene, you know, a trooper? Uh, that's Money Sign Raider. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. And uh, I didn't think of Aiden O'Connell and think of Jim Carrey and me, myself, and Irene, but I do like that movie. I'm not even a movie guy. I don't watch a lot of movies. Normally, if I watch a movie, I fall asleep in it, but that one's good. I like funny movies, and that one's just funny because it's so stupid, but it's funny. So now that I watch it next time, I'll probably think of Aiden O'Connell, and it'll be your fault. So so thanks for playing that seed. I do appreciate you. Uh, up next, got a call from Raider Myth. He's calling to talk about what the focus should be for the Raiders moving forward, and he explains why. Here he is, Raider Myth. Yo, yo, Q. It's your boy, Raider Miss, M-Y-T-H. I'm always getting called Miz or something. <laughs> my bad. It's just my, maybe the phone mic is booty, but, um, anyways, man, uh, just some thoughts. Uh, you know, I sat on these thoughts a couple days instead of calling right away, you know, uh, but I mean, hey, O'Connell's human. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's all I've been saying when I, when I was looking at it. I'm like, he's making these throws. I mean, I'm like, I'm over here thinking, like, you know, this is the season, with the whoop you know, uh, Cowboys, you know, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> sound, sound like a Cowboy fan, right? Uh, nah, but, I mean, it, it, it definitely did show that, you know, our depth to each position, no matter what position it is, is it's, it's looking rough, you feel me? I mean, I'm not, I'm for sure not selling the farm, you know what I'm saying, for this season, but... I definitely do want to see our secondary, our, our uh, just many. I mean, there's a lot of positions. I, I really do want our defense to be the defense because you can have a semi-mediocre so, sort of offense, you know what I'm saying, and a questionable, it's questionable QB, you know, uh, to to. But the defense has to be good, you know, to keep the team in there still, you know what I'm saying. Last year. I think, that's, I think that's what cost us a lot of the a lot of our games. You know what I'm saying? The offense went up halftime, wooty woot, put up a bunch of points, then flatlined. You know what I'm saying? I just think our focus should be defense, 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 defense from here on out. I mean, instead of getting stuck with the same rotation of the depth or whatever, because I'm tired of these teams rolling all over us, man. Man, we couldn't stop the run. We couldn't stop every throw. It was like you couldn't even contain the QB. It was like. I'm playing, you know, it's, it's just, it, it just looks rough, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm still trying to keep, be optimistic to do, do good this year. Um, but that's that. Side note, Cordell Patterson is the one of the guys that I've always, even when he was a, he was in our preseason game, dude was a dog, you know what I'm saying? He's still a dog in the league. What's it like if we were to bring him over to kind of blend in with our system? Because, I would love to see him back in the Raider colors as a starter now, you know, with us. I mean, he's a free agent next year. I mean, I think he's playing off a a, a contract. I think he's a two-year contract with Atlanta at the moment. But 
uh, what would be the situation if we were to bring him over? I mean, if that's a good idea in your eyes. But I would love to hear your opinion on it, and uh, that's pretty much it. Thank you for your time. All right, two, peace. Raider. Raider Myth, thanks for the call, my man. And, yeah, just like I've been talking about, the defense, defense, defense needs to continue to be the, the focus point by the front office and the coaching staff. They really do. It's been far too long, and the Raiders really put an emphasis on the defense. And just like I said in segment number two, and I've been saying for a long time, the defense doesn't have to be the Baltimore Ravens. It doesn't have to be, you know, the 85 Bears. It doesn't have to be that 49er defense where they were, you know, number one in the league. It doesn't have to be any of that. It just has to complement the offense. It just has to be able to stop a 98-yard drive with no timeouts, right? It has to be able to hold a 20-0 lead at halftime. It's got to be able to, in, in, in crucial moments, uh, not be the liability, not be the, oh, no, the defense is going on the field, here it goes. No, the, the defense has to be good enough to make plays when the plays are there to be made and be able to get off the field on third and long. They, that's what they need to do, and more times than not, they don't. They've got to be better than that. They've got to have guys that come up with plays. Sacks, turnovers, all that, they've got to be able to create that. So, yeah, defense, defense, defense should definitely be the emphasis of this Raiders team for years to come. I mean, they've got to obviously uh, add to the offense as well, continue to build the cover with talent. But, man, the defense has been, like I said, ignored for far too long. Thank you for that call. I appreciate you. Up next, got a a text from Tyson in Utah. Hey, Q, this is Tyson from Utah, first-time texting. I want to hear your thoughts on McDaniels and Ziegler keeping David Long Jr. over Duke Shelley. Personally, I thought Duke Shelley looked like one of the best corners out there uh, other than the one dropped interception, but he was perfect in position. I think eight out of ten times he makes that plays. It seemed like David Long was getting burned pretty consistently. Let me know what you think. Keep up the good work. That's Tyson in Utah. And Tyson, I couldn't say it any better than that. I was not impressed with David Long Jr. at all. I think that maybe the Raiders liked his size and maybe his physicality at the line of scrimmage, but there's too many times where I saw him on the wrong end of a play. Right, He was getting beat quite a bit. I was not a fan. I just thought, especially after that third preseason game, maybe it was even the second one against the Rams. Oh, yeah, he's not making the 53-man roster. And, well, shows what, uh, what I know as far as what they're looking for because they kept him around. I was surprised. The only reason I could think that Duke Shelley was let go instead of David Long is because of his size. And they already have a Meek Robertson. They decided that they weren't going to keep two guys that had a similar size, similar to what they did on the offensive side of things when they didn't keep three wide receivers that were very similar in size. And Philip Dorsett, um, Trey Tucker, and DeAndre Carter. They only kept Carter and Trey Tucker. So that's all I could think of, Tyson. But I'm with you. I just knew David Long was going to be released and, uh, and they were going to keep Duke Shelley around. But... Again, just because I knew it <laughs> didn't mean it was really going to happen. Thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. We'll close things out with a call from Raider Eddie in Denver. He's calling to talk about the team and gives the reasons why he's a little nervous offensively and defensively. Here he is, Raider Eddie in Denver. Hey, Q, what's up? This is Raider Eddie in Denver. Hey, love the show. want to talk really quickly about my four reasons that I am nervous, okay, for the Raiders. I think there's a lot of – and, and I'll just start off by saying there's a lot of good pieces on the Raiders, but there's a lot of question marks, uh, too, on the offensive side, quarterback. Okay, if Jimmy goes down, I love AOC, and I love Brian Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is probably more of a coach and a mentor. AOC, you know, he's just a rookie. So if Jimmy goes down, I think that's the biggest risk to our team right there. Uh, also on offense is running back. Um, obviously, Josh Jacobs is a stud, but behind him, it's a bunch of question marks, in my opinion, Some a couple older guys, and then a question mark in Samir White. And I'll just say with the starting running back, you can see it pretty quickly. 
the guy can either run people over or he's shifty or he can do both. And I don't think Zamir Wyatt is a Tyrone Wheatley. For sure he's not, and he's definitely not a Charlie Garner. Josh Jacobs is kind of a combo of those two guys. Zamir Wyatt, to me, is not a starting running back. I think we can see it with our own eyes. So that's a big question mark uh, if uh, Jacobs goes down. On the defensive side, defensive end, after Max Crosby, we're counting on, on Chandler Jones, who was below average last year, Tyree Wilson uh, coming off the foot injury, and Malcolm Coons, who apparently can't stop the run. Big risk on the defensive side. And then the other, maybe maybe the biggest risk on the defensive side is linebacker, where we've got a lot of question marks with every single guy, whether it was, has he started a season yet? How big is he? Compare our linebackers to the Broncos, who have Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell as their starting linebackers. Those guys reach around 6'2", 240 pounds, and they're enforcers. Okay? Our linebackers hit uh, players and get dragged, um, and they're not enforcers. You know, um, maybe the, the guy that we picked up from the Steelers, maybe he can pack some of that wallop, but even, uh, I forget his name, but even the guy that we picked up from the Steelers, he's not as big as, as Jewel and Singleton from the Broncos. He's just not, and he's not as proven either. So, Q, four big question marks. And the thing is, if one or two of those don't work out, I don't know if we can have a 500 season. If three or four do not work out, we might be worse than last season. Let me know your thoughts, Q. I don't want to be a downer. But uh, after the cuts, I'm just left with, with those four question areas. Okay, thanks, you. Eddie, thanks so much for the call. And I think that you summed it up pretty good. Depth. That's the biggest. That's the biggest key. That's the biggest issue for the Raiders moving forward. They didn't restock the shelves in the cupboard with talent when they had the opportunity, right? I talked about Dave Ziegler's draft on Wednesday's show, and I I briefly talked about Gruden and Mayock's drafts and how they missed on so many first round picks and so many different opportunities they had to continue to build talent. They missed, 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 missed. That's why this Raiders team is void of talent right now, and they're trying to rebuild it. And Dave Ziegler is not trying to go out and spend a ton of money and just try to add, uh, you know, vet, veteran free agents because that's not sustainable. He's trying to do it the right way, which is through the draft, but it takes a little bit of time. They just don't have the depth, right? There's question marks. Jimmy G, if he doesn't stay healthy, okay, then there's question marks offensively. Defensively, if a linebacker goes down or a Crosby goes down or, you know, Marcus Peters goes down, all of a sudden you got a bunch of questions on the defensive side of things as well. They just don't have the depth right now, and that's going to be just like I was saying earlier about defense being a priority. Defensive depth is a priority, and depth in general has got to be a priority as well. So thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. Like I said, totally understand where you're coming from. That's all i got time for on today's show. Coming up tomorrow, we'll get to more calls and texts. We'll get more news and notes, and we'll have plenty of conversation here as we do each and every day and close out the week really strong here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.